Thank you for joining us at Praise Chapel Paramount. We hope you enjoy this message from our midweek service with Jacob Lopez. Also, we'd love to hear what God has done in your life. To share your story, email us at info at pcparamount.org. Again, we hope you enjoy this message. How you guys doing? Good? All right. I am excited to be here. Um, but first, I want to thank my parents. Um, they are, Obviously, they are my parents, but they're my pastors as well. And so I want to honor them. I want to thank them uh, for allowing me to be up here. Um, they're taking a big risk with me, but uh, I think it's going to be good. Um, so thank you guys for allowing me to be up here. And last but not least... I have to do this um, everywhere I go, at least the first place. I want to thank my beautiful wife. Woo! You look good. Um, if you guys don't know, she is a beautiful person, obviously on the outside, but on the inside as well. She is the reason why I'm the man I am today. If I can tell you anything, get a wife who loves the Lord more than you. Is that good? So I'm preaching tonight about something that, that I kind of thought about, about this Elevate conference. We had a, like my dad said, we had an Elevate conference about three weeks ago. And the theme of that conference was the next edition. It basically meant, we're the next edition of Jesus. We're the next edition of of Jesus. We're the next disciples. We're the next generation of him. And so we had all these, all these different themes about a signature edition, collector's edition. And so tonight I have the opportunity to speak to you guys about becoming a limited edition. Now, you can say, oh, what does that mean? I thought the same thing when I first heard this. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know where to look. But Jesus helped me. So before I begin tonight, I'm going to pray. And I want to ask you guys, if you guys can pray with me, and I want you to do something. I said this three weeks ago, is, is when you pray, I need you to do something for me. I need you to ask the Lord to help you to lean in. Ask him to help you lean in because I believe there's something that he wants you to catch. And if you're not leaning in, if you're not going to pray, then I'm afraid that you're going to miss it. Is that good? Can you guys do that with me? So if we can all pray together. So Lord, we thank you tonight. God, we thank you, God, for, for meeting us here. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we pray, God, that every word that I speak, everything that I say, Lord, that they would hear your voice and not mine. Father, we pray that you would open up ears, God. We pray that you would open up eyes, open up hearts, Lord, to receive. Father, we pray, God, that help us lean into you, God. Help us lean into what you want us to hear, God. And Lord, help us catch it. Help us receive what you want us to receive. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to drink some water because I'm thirsty. So just stare at me. It's okay. <clears throat> so we're talking about limited edition. And when I first thought about that, like I said, I didn't know what it meant. 
So I started doing research. I started looking up online what it meant. And I finally found a bunch of definition, definitions and I put together my own. And I, and I wrote this. A limited edition is a copy of the original with characteristics and differences that the original didn't have. So we have this definition, and I started to think about this. Okay, do I have anything that's limited edition? Do I have anything? Have, have I seen anything? Have I, have I touched anything? And so I thought about my brothers. I thought about what they used to do. They used to collect these Pokemon cards. Now, I, I don't know if you guys are into that. I wasn't really, but these guys had like folders and binders full of Pokemon cards. But there was, there was this very particular one that, that kind of caught my attention. It, it was a limited edition um, holographic Mewtwo. Now, you guys have no idea. There you go in the back. Um, it, it's a specific Pokemon, but the reason why it caught my attention is because it was a limited edition. Now, my brother had the same exact card, but it wasn't a limited edition one. He had the same exact one, but it, it didn't have the, the different features that this specific one had. You see, when we're talking about limited edition, the reason why it's a limited edition is because it has a uniqueness that it brings that the original didn't have. You see, these items may look the same. They may feel the same. They, they, they may smell the same. But there's always going to be something that sets it apart from the original. You see, with, with this uniqueness all of a sudden, the value goes up on it. And believe me, I checked how much this specific card was worth. I checked on eBay, and this card is worth $900. And I'm thinking to myself, why would anyone pay that much money? It's because they put value because it was a limited edition. And so I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about limited edition, and I'm trying to put a sermon together. And so I'm thinking about Christianity, I'm thinking about Jesus, and, and thinking about our Christian life. When you think about it, Jesus is the original edition. Jesus is the mold behind everything. He's the blueprint of how things are supposed to look. You see, as Christians, we're supposed to be editions of Jesus, we're supposed to act like him. Our standards are supposed to be the same. Our values are supposed to be the same. But let me tell you this. Jesus made everyone a little different. And because he made us different, therefore we become limited additions of Jesus. There's this, let me prove it to you in the Bible before, before we go anywhere. It says in John chapter 14 verse 12, it says this. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works and even greater works. You see, Jesus tells us that we're going to do the same things that he's going to do. He tells us that we're supposed to act like him. We're supposed to do the same things that he's done. But then he goes on to say, you're going to do that and even greater things. You see, Jesus doesn't call us to be the same he doesn't call us to be the same as everyone else. He doesn't call us to be copies of anyone. He calls us to be a limited edition of Jesus. 
You see, and when we become limited addition, our value goes up in the kingdom. Our value goes up because we're made different, because we act differently. You see, I begin to look at all these things about limited edition. I begin to read about it. I begin to see pictures about it. And there was this one specific thing that I thought, this one specific thing that I seen that all of them had in common. You see, all these limited edition items, all these toys, all these shoes, they were still inside their box. You see, regardless of how much they were uh, valued at, regardless of how much you wanted to look at it, how much you wanted to play with it, it was still kept inside their box. You see, the people that, that had these items is, is they were paranoid. They couldn't take it out of the box because it, they were afraid it was going to get damaged. They were afraid it, it was going to get messed up. You see, these items were meant to stay outside of the box. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look to your neighbor and say this. Don't stay inside your box. Don't stay in your box. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, it says this. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in faith, or in love, and in purity. You see, don't let anyone keep you down. Don't let anyone keep you from fulfilling the call that God has for you. You see, I made this box for a reason. You see, this box represents everything in your life that is hindering you from fulfilling the call that God has for you. You see, this box represents your fear. This box represents your compromise. This box can even represent your family. Let me tell you this. Don't let your family keep you inside of this box. I grew up in a, in a good family. Obviously, Pastor Omar. <laughs> He's amazing. But I grew up in a great family. And, and growing up, my dad taught me something. He actually taught our whole family this is is if there's going to be an event at our church, if there's a service, if there's an outreach, if there's a prayer meeting, regardless of what's going on outside of it, we're going to be there. You see, my dad told us that whatever we do, God, church, is going to be the first priority in our lives. You see, growing up, I didn't understand it because... When I didn't want to go, when I was sick, when I was tired, when I, when I didn't feel like waking up, I still had to go. I did. But my dad was teaching me something. We're going to put him first. And in that moment, my dad stepped outside of his box. In that moment, he didn't let his family, he didn't let any circumstance he didn't let any, any birthday party going on. He didn't let any of that stop him from stepping outside of his box. And because of that, he was able to fulfill the call that God had for him. Because let me tell you, if he stayed inside his box, 
if he stayed comfortable, if he stayed kind of stagnant in his walk, and he didn't want to move forward, if he stayed inside this box, I guarantee you the call that God had for him would never have been fulfilled. Let me tell you something. The enemy is looking to trap you inside this box. You see, he makes it look good. He makes your compromise feel good. He makes your sin feel good. Because let me tell you, if he can keep you inside this box, then the same call that God has for you stays inside this box. You see, when you stay inside this box, everything in your life stays the same. Nothing changes. Your mindset stays the same. Your heart stays the same. And nothing changes inside of this box. You see, God called us to step outside of it. He called us to step outside of our box and and walk into a new life, walk into our calling. In Colossians 3, verse 7, 11, it says this, that's how you once behaved, characterized by your evil deeds. But now, everyone say, but now. But now it's time to eliminate them from your lives once and for all. Anger, fits of rage, all forms of hatred, cursing, filthy speech, and lying. Lay aside your old Adam self with its masquerade and disguise, for you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you. You see, you cannot walk in this new life, this new life that God has for you, if you stay inside of this box. I believe God has given each and every one of you some gifts. I believe he's given you talents. And they were all meant for one purpose. They were all meant to be used for his kingdom. You see, God doesn't give someone a voice just so they can stay silent. He doesn't give someone the ability maybe to even speak in front of a crowd to be quiet in the midst of people. He gives us these things, these qualities, these gifts, so that we can become limited additions. Jesus calls us to step outside of this box. There's a story in the Bible. Some of you guys are, most of you guys are probably familiar with it. It's about Elijah and Elisha. Now, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to read a a portion of the scripture. And I'm going to read just before Elijah gets taken up. I'm going to paraphrase it. Elijah asks Elisha if he can do anything for him. And he tells Elijah, well, I want a double portion of what you have. He's asking Elijah, I want to become a limited edition of you. And so Elisha then says, well, if you're with me when I'm taken up, you're going to receive it. And so in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11 and 14, this is kind of where it sets, the, it sets the tone right here. It says this in verse 11. It says, as they were walking along and talking, walking along and talking suddenly a, f- a chariot of fire appeared 
drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress. Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up. It says, Then Elijah returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He struck the water with Elijah's cloak and cried out, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Then the river divided, and Elisha went across. So we have Elisha telling Elijah, I want to become a limited edition of you. I want the double portion. I want a double anointing of what you have on your life. And it says that when he was taken up, when Elijah was taken up, he dropped his cloak. And we all know that Elisha, there, Elisha then goes and, and picks it up. But I want to talk about something he did after that. You see, I believe when Elisha picked it up, he picked up his calling. He picked up that anointing, but then he did something with it. It says he returned to the bank of the Jordan River, and it says he struck the water with Elijah's cloak. You see, in that moment, Elisha picked up his calling, but he did something that he did something very specific. He put his calling into action. You see, he could have done a couple things. He could have picked it up and kind of questioned, okay, what do I do now? Where's Elijah? Where's my anointing? He didn't make any excuses. It says he picked it up and he struck the water. You see, the problem with Christians today is not that Jesus doesn't call them. It's not that Jesus doesn't have a plan for their life. The problem is that we do nothing with the call that he gives us. You see, we're meant to use the different qualities, the characteristics, the different gifts that he's given us for his kingdom. They were never meant for us to pick up the calling, pick up the cloak, and just stay inside this box. Because, if, like I said, if you stay inside this box, then your calling stays inside this box. And the people that you're going to change, the people that you're going to affect, will never be affected because you're stayed inside this box. We're not meant to stay there. We're meant to use we're meant to fulfill the call that God has for us. We're meant to step outside of the box. You see, last week I, I got a word from, from Andre Diaz, and, and I was excited. You know, he told me all this stuff. And, and so I went, I went to my dad and I told him. I was like, I, this is what he said. He says, I'm going to preach. I'm, I'm going to do all these things. And I was excited. And my dad says something that kind of threw me off guard. He says, okay, well... Let's put that to work. You're going to preach next week. And in that moment, I don't think you realize, he probably doesn't know this. In that moment, I begin to become afraid. I begin to think about all these things. Oh, I don't know if it's good enough. I don't know if they're going to receive it. I don't know if I'm ready. And in that moment, I tried to stay inside my box. 
But let me tell you something. I did. I tried to stay, and I told my dad, Dad, you know, I don't know if I can preach that long. I'm not a long-winded preacher. I, I don't, and I told him that. But he said something to me that I don't think I'll forget. And I don't think he understands why that meant so much to me. He says, well, if you, go, if you only preach 15 minutes, just pray the other 15 minutes. And in that moment, my dad provoked me, challenged me to step outside of my box. See, I don't think you realize I wanted to stay here because it was comfortable, because I didn't have to step out and do anything I didn't want to do. But he said, it's okay. Pray the other 15 minutes. And he forced me and he challenged me to step outside my box. You see, I want to encourage you today. Get around someone who challenges you to step outside your box. You see, too many of us are, are sticking around the same people. We're sticking around people who, who we feel comfortable around. We're sticking around people who compromise with you. And we stay inside our boxes and we stay friends with the box. We stay friends with the people inside this box and we go nowhere in life. You see, God never meant for us to stay where we were. He meant for us to step outside of our box. Get around someone who causes you to change. Get around someone who challenges you to be different. Get around someone who challenges you to seek God more than you've ever done before. Because I'll tell you this, the enemy wants to put around people who know that if you stay there, you will never move forward. And believe me, it's so easy to stay there. It's so easy to be comfortable. It's so easy to stay stagnant in your walk with God. Get around people who will challenge you, challenge you to stay outside your box. We had this conference, this, this, this past conference, the Bridge Conference. How many of you guys went? It was, it was awesome. But I don't think you realize the planners of this conference planned a year in advance. They planned a year in advance. We spent almost close to $100,000. We got the best lighting, the best production, the best speakers you can gas for. But let me tell you something. All this work, all this prayer, all this money that we invested into this conference means absolutely nothing. If you take it all in, you, you receive what God has for you, you're challenged, you're encouraged, and you take it all and you stay inside this box. You see, being challenged means nothing if you do nothing with it. You're encouraged to pray. You're encouraged to challenge. But what happens when you go home? You see, too many of us just have a memory of what happened. We have an experience. We have a feel-good moment. 
and we go home and we remain inside this box. God never meant for you to stay inside. He doesn't give you a calling. He doesn't give you a gift. He, he doesn't give you talent so you can just hold it in. He gives us these things so we can step outside and use them. And it was because of that man right there. It was because of him causing people to step outside of their box that we're able to have this conference. You see... Today we have over 40 churches out and it was because of him not letting anyone stay inside their box. Be someone who challenges challenges another person to stay, step outside their box. We're called to be leaders. We're called to be influencers. It was because of that man right there. Don't be don't be a leader who wants to hold in their disciples. Don't be a leader who's afraid that, that they'll, they'll move on to something better. Our calling is to provoke people, is to challenge people to step outside of their box. And it was because of his obedience to God. It was because of him sending out all these pastors that we're affecting the world today. Don't stay inside your box. It's time to step out of that fear. It's time to step out of that laziness of your doubt, of your compromise. Because I guarantee you, if you step out of this box, you're going to begin to fulfill the call that God has for you. You see, Jesus never called for all of us to be the same. He never called for us to stay inside our box. He never called us to be comfortable, to be stagnant in where we were. He calls us to be limited additions of Jesus. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.